Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We get to rejoice. We choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. What an absolutely wonderful Sunday it is. We may not be together in person, but we are together here on Facebook Live and on the website and uh, on various media streams, and we're grateful just to be here, just to be together. We are ready to shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. We're ready to worship the Lord with gladness, to come before him with joyful songs, to know that the Lord, he is God, it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And so we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him and we bless his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The praise team is going to come and lead us in praise and worship. Gather your family around. Get them ready. Y'all don't sit down though. Get up. Let's worship the Lord right where you are. Remember, we are the church. So let's praise his name together. Come on, praise team. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary Nation. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary Nation. So Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let's pray real quick. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your righteous right hand that is upholding us, Heavenly Father. We thank you for being good to us. We thank you for being faithful to us. We thank you for being the almighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, and the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, Heavenly Father. We thank you for loving us past our faults and seeing every last one of our needs. Dear Lord, be with us today, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your uh, mighty right hand. We thank you for being the protector. We thank you for being the healer. We thank you for being the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful God. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all of the praise. With that, we say amen. Amen. God is able. God is able. And he won't fail. God is able. God is able. God is able, God is able, God is able, and he won't, he won't fail, no, he won't fail. Don't you dare give up, don't you dare give in, cause he won't fail. God is able, 
God is able and he won't, he won't fail. I'm going to sing it one more time. God is able. God is able. God is able and he won't fail. Hallelujah. He's an able God. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. Hallelujah.
the name of Jesus right where you are. Bless his wonderful name. We're going to be coming from Exodus chapter 2 today. Exodus 
chapter 2, starting at verse 23 through verse 25. Let me just read what it says. I'll give you a, mon a minute to get it. Exodus chapter 2, starting at verse 23, going through verse 25. And here's what it says. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of their bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. Verse 24, and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Verses 23 through 25 of Exodus chapter 2. The Lord brought this scripture back to my remembrance. I first noticed it a few years ago. But as we're dealing as a nation, as a world, as a state, and some of us even as our own households, dealing with this pandemic, this coronavirus that we don't really know enough about. This scripture came to mind because the children of Israel, God's children, sighed, they cried, they groaned by reason of the bondage. And I want to talk today for just a few minutes from this subject, when God's children cry when God's children cry. The Bible says the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. That word literally means, as the New King James and the NIV put it, they groaned. They groaned because of the bondage they were in, and they cried. Many times as individuals, we groan and cry. We find ourselves in our own bondages. The bondage of sickness and disease, the bondage of poverty and lack, the bondages of mental and emotional distress, past hurts and pains, the bondages even of other people's opinions and perceptions, the bondages of habits and sin in our lives, and we're tired. Tired of being sick and tired, tired of not having enough, tired of the anxiety and the depression, tired of reliving the past, trying to live up to other people's expectations, tired of being stuck. And not only do we groan as individuals, but as a nation we groan and cry. We've watched and listened over the past few weeks as this county, as this state, as our country has groaned and cried trying to fight the spread of the coronavirus, an enemy we can't see. In our lifetime, we've never seen anything like this. We groan and cry as we see it inching closer and closer to people we love. We groan because we don't have a vaccine. We groan because of the dis disruption to our lives. We cry because of the disruption to our churches. We groan because of the uncertainty. We don't know how long. We don't know to what extent. We don't know how long it will affect us. We don't know whether it will affect us personally. This country groans. We groan because we are not confident in this country's leadership to effectively guide us through this crisis. We groan because we're not confident in the health care system that wasn't ready for this. We groan for those who have lost their lives and for those who will, we groan. 
but I've come this morning with some good news from the word of God I've come with some encouragement for all that groan and cry whether as an individual or as a nation for everybody and anybody who's sick and tired of being sick and tired for those who are tired of the situation you're in weary of the life you're living the text teaches that when God's children cry when his own people cry out when his beloved sigh something happens verse 23 tells us that the children of Israel groaned but verse 24 says God heard their cry and really that's our first point today God heard the Bible says their cry came up unto God and he heard Isn't that good news the Lord hears the cries of his children. David said in Psalm 34, verse, uh, in Psalm 34, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them out of all their troubles. The old deacons used to sing the hymn that they borrowed from Psalm 116. Somebody would break out singing, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Y'all remember that? Aren't you glad that even when nobody else heard your cry, when your cry came as a silent one, when your groan was manifested in ways that no human could understand, the Lord still heard you. Not only did God hear their groaning, but the next verse says, God remembered. God remembered his covenant. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God remembered his promise. He remembered what he said about his people. He remembered his promise to multiply them and to give them land. And when God says something, brothers and sisters, when he makes a promise, he will fulfill it. When he makes a covenant, he will keep it. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Yada, Yehovah, uh, Elohim, Elohim. In other words, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy to them that love him. He is the Lord who is big enough to swear by himself, whose word is sure. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will endure forever. Psalm 89, 34 says, My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. If the Lord has made a promise, he will remember it. I love that the Bible says God remembered as if he had forgotten. But the Lord knows that in our human frailty, sometimes it's easy for us to feel like the Lord has forgotten his promise. Because so many times, between the promise and the reality, it seems like God either changed his mind or forgot what he said. But I've come to tell you today, as I've told you many times before, the Lord has not forgotten. He is not slack concerning his promise. He remembers that he promised he would never leave nor forsake you. He remembers that he promised no weapon formed against you would prosper. He remembers his word, says he is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. He remembers that he said a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you. 
He remembers that his word says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal, I will heal their land. And what I love about this text is that he's not remembering how good they've been. He's not remembering whether they've kept their part of the bargain. He's remembering what he said. And I want to tell you right now, he's not remembering how good you've been. If you've confessed your sin, he's not even remembering how bad you've been. He's remembering his covenant. He's remembering what he said. He's remembering that the blood of Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary will never lose its power. He's remembering his son in my place. He's still remembering his covenant. His people cried and groaned. And first of all, God heard, but then God remembered. But then verse 25 teaches God looked at their condition. He looked at what was going on. He saw what was troubling them. His eyes were not turned away from their plight. Have you ever wondered if God is still looking at what's going on? Lord, do you see the way these people are treating me? Do you see what I'm going through? Are you looking at what's going on in the world? Well, God sees. Psalm 34 verse 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. 2 Chronicles 16 9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is right toward him. Did you hear that? The Lord is looking for an opportunity to save. He's looking for an opportunity to heal. The Lord is looking for an opportunity to deliver, looking for an opportunity to bring justice, looking for an opportunity to show mercy, looking for an opportunity to bless you. He is looking for an opportunity to prosper his people. God looked, and then the verse continues, he had respect unto them. He looked, and he acknowledged them. He looked, and he was concerned about them. He looked and he took notice of them. He looked and he knew their condition. The New Living Translation says he looked and he knew that it was time to act. Preacher, I hear you. Thank you for trying to encourage me. It's nice to know that God hears our groans and our cries. It's wonderful to understand that God remembers his covenant. It's comforting to know that God looks at our condition. But I need more than that, Reverend. I don't just need him to hear my cry. I don't just need him to remember his covenant. I don't just need him to look at my condition. I need him. Well, I know I usually have three points but if you give me just a few more minutes, I want to illuminate one more point in this text. Because you see, the story doesn't end at verse 25 of chapter 2. It doesn't end with God hearing their cry, remembering his covenant, and looking at their condition. No, there is another chapter. And in the next chapter, Moses' story picks back up. He was tending his father-in-law's sheep out on the backside of the desert. And the angel of the Lord appeared in the flame of fire inside a bush. And Moses said, let me go see what this bush is about, why it's on fire and not burning up. And God called out from the bush, Moses. 
Moses and Moses said here I am and God said Moses stop right there take your shoes off because this is holy ground and the Lord of heaven and earth the God of creation who reigns supreme the father of all living things introduced himself to Moses and said I am the God of your father Abraham Isaac and Jacob I wish I could preach this like I feel this in my soul I have surely seen the affliction of my people and I've heard their cry and I know their sorrows but my last point today is found in the next verse verse 8 of chapter 3 tells me not only did God hear not only did he remember not only did he look but the next verse tells me he decided to come isn't that good news he said, I'm come down to deliver them from what's troubling them. I'm here now to get them out of the Egyptian's hand and to bring them up out of that place to a land flowing with milk and honey. Nobody else could do it. Nobody else could get them out of the bondage. Nobody else could free them. So God said, I'll go and I'll do it myself. In the last chapter, they were groaning and crying. But in this chapter, God says, I'm here to deliver I want to tell you when his children cry God moves when his children call God comes to deliver with this COVID-19 the commissioners can't fix it and God bless him but the governor can't move this the president cannot do it the doctors can't cure it the scientists haven't mastered it we need stronger hands than theirs we need the strong hand of an almighty God who hears our cry who remembers his covenant who sees our condition and who decides to come that's good news that's why the saints have to cry out when his children cry our daddy comes that's good news but as we get ready to sign off I got even better news if you're in bondage if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired if you've tried to break free from whatever it is that's holding you back if you're at a place in your life where you know there's more but you just can't break out of what's holding you you've tried some of everything you've tried some of everybody but the news is nobody else can do it nobody else can free you nobody else could rescue you that's why Jesus said I'm going to come myself so he left his throne in glory stepped into a body and came down himself to save mankind here's how the bible puts it for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but they shall have everlasting life that's good news you're not sure you're saved you're not sure you're one of his the good news is you are not too dirty. You have not gone too far. You have not been gone too long. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ and you can be one of his children today. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That is good news. You'll be one of his children. And when you cry, God will hear. God will remember. God will answer. God will come. If you prayed that prayer, just type something 
if you confess with your mouth today, you can do it right now. Jesus is Lord. If you, if you confess with your mouth today, you believe in your heart today, just type something in the comments. Send us a note letting us know that you received Jesus Christ as your Savior today. You'll be one of his children. And when you cry, he'll come. Y'all know. Y'all know how it is. You parents, you understand. There could be a million babies. But when yours cry, because that child is yours you recognize the cry and you show up to their rescue what a mighty God we serve so here's what I'm asking for those who are his children would you join me in 21 days of fasting and praying beginning today through Easter Sunday 21 days of fasting and praying. You pray and ask the Lord what kind of food you should give up. Here's what I know. I know that the Bible says that uh, when, I, when I send famine, when I shut up the heavens and there's no rain, this is what God says. When I cause devastation in the land, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal their land. What the governor can't do, what the president can't do, what doctors can't do, what first responders cannot do, our God can do, but he requires of his people to do those four things. And so beginning today, join me for 21 days of fasting and prayer and let's watch God turn this around. Wherever you are, in your living room, in your pajamas, or whether you got your muumuu on with your church hat, it don't matter, whatever, wherever you are, let the church say amen. Amen. Come on, Brother Chris, and tell us about what's going on this week with the virtual summit. Pastor asked that I speak to the congregation about the current state of the summit, which was our youth and young adult conference. Uh, Pastor advised us that we do need to postpone the conference because we don't want to put everybody in a confined space and put everyone at safety or at liberty uh, of receiving the virus that we are facing now. Uh, but after speaking with my team, uh, we came up with the idea that we are going to try to give you service and the live experience at home for three nights. Now, this does not affect your registration fee that you pay. We will reschedule the conference, and as soon as we get that date, we'll get that out to you. But for three days, March 26th, 27th, 28th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we ask that you meet us right back here on Facebook Live, YouTube, and also our website so that you can join us here on the summit. Three nights, we'll have three amazing preachers, and also we'll give you a bonus preacher for that weekend. Also, Richard Tober will be joining us. We will have worship from Valerie Drang, Eric Copeland, and many more. We hope that you join us right back here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Service begins at 7, but Elder Ronald Hubbard will be starting prayer online at 645. We hope that you join us. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Chris. We look forward to the summit this weekend coming. Not exactly how we had planned it, but it will still be effective. Don't forget that 24 hours after we log off today, uh, help me spread the word. Those 
who don't have internet access, there's a number that they can dial in. Uh, I will put it again on the one call now, and they can hear this entire worship experience. I don't know whether we'll be back together again next week in the building or not, but whether we are or not, we are the church, and we will continue to worship our God. Don't let a building stop your worship, all right? God bless you. Give me C-sharp, gentlemen. My mind is made I'm on my way up I gotta hold my head up I'm going on with the Lord I'll see y'all tomorrow My mind is made up I'm on my way up I gotta hold my head up Yes, sir Going on with the Lord one more time, say it with me. My mind is made up. I'm on my way up. I gotta hold my head up. I'm going on with the Lord.